You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without further ado, we're happy to be joined by the Plaid Prince, the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney, joins us in studio. How you doing, Pete? Pretty good. I, I know in this room there's two of us still left in the survivor pool, mm-hmm. which, which I'm happy about. Yeah, I'm not still in the survivor pool. I did not survive. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> I am dead in the survivor pool. Uh, let's start with this. I actually got the question from you guys' Twitter account. On a scale from 1 to 10, how worried are you about the offense with no Tyreek Hill? Uh you're worried a little bit, right? So, but but I don't think it ruins the whole offense. So I guess I'm probably at a three or four. Um, what worries me more right now uh, is just being out of practice. I would say about thirty forty minutes ago, and Pat is still visibly impacted by the ankle. Uh, I, I I'm sure he's going to play on Sunday, but I worry about the percentage of Patrick Mahomes we're getting. Uh, if it's the version of Patrick Mahomes that was after the injury the other day, this isn't the same guy. I mean, it's still a very good quarterback in the NFL, but there is a conversation to be had. Is he that elite guy? And it, it, it's a big game. I mean, and you, you, you nailed it in the segment before. The Raiders are going to be feeling good about themselves. They looked very good against the Denver Broncos. Not to say that I, I don't think the Chiefs are going to win, but there is some early concerns with the way Mahomes looks right now. Which one are you more worried about heading into this week? No Tyreek or Mahomes' ankle? I mean, because it sounds like, based on what you said, I want to put words in your mouth, it sounds like Mahomes' ankles are a bigger worry. Yeah, no doubt. Um, no doubt to me. Um, I just think the Chiefs have so many weapons. They're so deep when it comes to skill position players. If Mahomes is truly healthy and truly the MVP that he is, he should be able to beat anybody with Travis Kelsey, with the way Sammy looked, with McCole Hardman hopefully coming around, uh, with LaShawn McCoy looking as good as he did. But again, I, I mean, you just have to call it what it is. Mahomes looked the same after the injury the other day. Did you notice them holding him out of any drills or not doing something that he would have otherwise done? I'll explain it. So here's how it works. The media gets to watch the first 20 minutes, uh-huh. which isn't a ton, right? So you just get to see warm-ups. Uh, not a ton of drills. Uh, it's the part of the season where the NFL coaches are a little bit worried about strategy getting shared, which is understandable. I mean, this is the National Football League. Uh, in the warm-ups, there's some jogging, there's some running, there's a little, uh, a few throws, uh, and he, and he just didn't look truly comfortable putting weight on it. And, and it, and it's concerning. I, I have a video out there, twitter.com slash arrowhead pride. It's a very, it's a very poor cell phone video, but you can kind of get the idea. It's a Pruder film. <laughs> you can kind of get the idea. He's still favoring it for sure. Right now, we're talking to our guy, Pete Sweeney. He is the editor in chief over at Arrowhead Pride. It, it, I'm surprised because it seems like so far not many people have made much about Mahomes' ankle. I'm curious to hear what James Palmer has to say from NFL Network when you have him on because so much of our conversation so far has been about Tyreek's injury because I am worried about their offense maybe losing that explosive and that edge without I mean, their dynamic playmaker on the outside with Tyreek Hill. So I was surprised. Like You're the first person I've really heard have a lot of concern towards Mahomes' ankle. And I think a lot of it just comes from after the injury 
Still stayed in there, still played relatively fine. Offense didn't really seem to drop a whole lot after that. I just haven't really heard a whole lot of concern expressed from a Holmes injury. Well, the thing is, too, and you have to say this when you express concern, it's Wednesday, right? So by Sunday, what is that, Thursday, Friday, four or five days from now, you hope that it's come along. But the Chiefs opted not to sit him today. He was definitely ginger on it. Uh, again, can it get better day to day? Sure. Uh, I'm hoping that he's 100% on Sunday. I'm just telling you, from what I saw in the warmups today, it, it looked very similar to what we saw on Sunday after he took the injury. What about a guy that we know is going to be on the field who was unbelievable on Sunday? Sammy Watkins with a career mm-hmm. game, 198 yards and three touchdowns. Just based on the eye test, not necessarily the numbers, but the eye test, did you have any idea he was capable of those type of cuts and that type of breakaway speed? Well, if you're an NFL fan, uh, you've seen Sammy Watkins in the early days in Buffalo, and you've probably seen clips in in Clemson if you you enjoy football. And that's what he kind of looked like the other day, like that guy who's never had injury problems. And for what it's worth in training camp, uh, he was saying this. He says, I'm as healthy as I've ever been. I used to overwork myself. I used to do my own thing, eat my own thing, but I really worked with Chiefs trainers this offseason. And I'm telling you, I'm as healthy as I ever been. You heard the rumblings coming out of Chiefs camp with Peter Schrager and Lewis Riddick saying he looks incredible. That was coming straight from the GM's office and, and Chiefs personnel. And and he did. And he looked and he looked really good. It's just the media kind of writes those things off in training camp because everybody seems to be sure. in the best shape of their life. But uh, again, this is a real positive development for the Chiefs because C. Dot, you and I would always agree on this last year, and I know that you wouldn't bet on Sammy Watkins playing 16 games. And, and it's always been the question of can he stay healthy? And so far, so good. Again, you got to remember it's one game. Are you all in on Sammy? Because you and I, I feel like, have been the only people that have been on the other side of the Sammy Watkins. Like, even last yeah. year when he was fully healthy. He never looked like that. Now, he played really well. I mean, think back to the AFC Championship game. He wasn't the same player we just saw play against Jacksonville in week one. That I mean, that might have been the best game of Sammy Watkins' NFL career. Against Jalen Ramsey. It, was. it, was. it yeah. was. Both statistically and the way he looked, it was. I, I, I just, he looked dominant. He looked like one of the top five wide receivers in the NFL uh, on Sunday. Uh, now, can he do that again? I don't know. Am I willing to bet on that? No, I would still say I'm not ready to say I think he's going to be fully healthy this season. I hope that's the case because you can see what he can do if he stays healthy, but how could you bet on that at this point? Are you worried about the other wide receivers aside from um, Sammy Watkins? Tyreek Hill had one catch. Demarcus Robinson had one catch. McCole Harmon didn't have a catch. Demarcus Robinson didn't have any yards receiving. Obviously, Kelsey's going to get his. Watkins, if he's healthy, Reed is going to scheme and get him his. Are you worried about the other playmakers on this offense aside from those two? I, I think the biggest thing is that I don't know if the Chiefs are that into Demarcus Robinson anymore. McCole Hardman played more. I mean, this is week one. For everything they had told us, it was going to be Demarcus Robinson after Sammy Watkins, and, and Hardman was in there more. I think they really believe in Hardman. I asked Reed on the conference call on Monday, you know, what can he improve? And Reed, you know, was pretty positive about him. He, he said he wishes that he had uh, that bubble screen play back that kind of just hit him in the shoulder. It seemed like the moment might have been too big week one. It's a really smart player. It's a, it's a player that if he can stop thinking, I think he's going to perform well. You hope that he can tap into that, I think, week two. But he's going to get the, the next opportunity, I think, after Sammy Watkins, just even based on the snap count. I, I think Hardman can just do more. He's more talented than Robinson.
I was talking about Sammy Watkins kind of came out of nowhere, at least based on my expectations. Same thing with with LaShawn McCoy, 10 <laughs> rushes and 81 yards. Right. What type of expectations do we have from him starting Sunday and the rest of the way? I think Sunday you're going to start to see a trend of 50-50 running back snaps for these guys. Uh, I think, it, I think uh, McCoy ended up with 18. I know it was between 15 and 20 on Sunday, and Damian Williams had more. And, and if you notice in the numbers, and credit to our deputy editor, John Dixon, for doing this, we have splits now on run and pass. So LaShawn McCoy had more run plays than he did pass plays, whereas the opposite and flip for Damian Williams. So I think that's kind of what you'll see because uh, Damian Williams is certainly quicker, and I think he's better as far as like a pass catching. LaShawn McCoy can do that too, but where McCoy has these other two running backs to me is vision. Like he reminds me of that Le'Veon Bell type of vision, uh, and I think he still has that, and he has enough burst to make the most of that trait. And at the end of the day, I, I think that is is more valuable to you than just being fast and being able to catch it's making it's being able to make something when there's nothing there and McCoy McCoy shows he still has it and I, I think he sees an increased workload because of it I think that Damian Williams is Andy Reid's James White do you mm. like that comparison I look at what the Patriots have offensively where you have Sonny Michelle who's primarily their running back and James White kind of that gadget he can give you eight carries he can give you seven catches if you need him to he can do whatever you basically need him to do that's kind of how I think yeah. they're going to transition into into playing Damian Williams. Yeah, and, and Andy Reid is is the king of the screen game too. He likes these little dink and dunk passes, and that's even more effective when you have a guy like Mahomes who can chuck it eighty yards down the field. It's only going to be more effective. I think that's a pretty good comparison. The thing that you see in Damian on his film is that he can quickly transition from catching the ball to turning into a running back, and if he has a little bit of open space, he can make guys miss. It's a good one-two punch. I mean, you look across the National Football League, how many uh, quote unquote bell cow running backs are are there there aren't a ton anymore so a lot of these teams go with this one two committee thing and 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 i think andy reed likes that yeah i just think we're starting to see the evolution of the position as you alluded to there aren't that many but i look at a team like new orleans i'm not saying they have alvin kamara like they really have the true lightning and thunder with but when they had mark uh, ingram and now they have latavius murray like i'm not saying that's what they have here in kansas city but what i think we're going to see going forward is mccoy's going to get probably 70 percent of the carries where damian williams especially now with no tyreek hill he's going to transition and maybe have four to seven catches a game and really be a valuable member of the passing game because they don't feel so confident demarcus robinson and because of mccoy hardman's inexperience and i've been here since 14 i just think andy reed in a way prefers that like where the running back is not the top option. Like I've seen teams where he's had Jamal Charles and Kareem Hunt, and then after the game, especially in losses, fans were checking how many touches did these guys get. Andy Reid wants to pass the football, and when you have this running back by committee and they're not the focal point of the offense, he can do whatever he wants, and there's no questions. Right now we're talking to Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. If you got a question, go ahead and text it in. Text line 69306. We'll go rapid fire for a little bit to get your questions into Pete Sweeney. We had a toss-up question yesterday. Aside from Kelsey and Watkins, what player most benefits from Tyreek Hill being out? We'll get your answer on that. And I'm really curious to see what you thought about Oakland on Monday night. I think they came out really inspired. I'm curious how worried you are about this game. Right now, we're talking Chiefs with Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. It's The Drive. The Drive. Weekdays 2-6. to six. If you got a question for our guy, Pete Sweeney, go ahead and text it in. Text line 69306. We're talking with the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride. For a few more minutes. Coming up at 3.30, we'll go inside the mind of the machine. Some injury notes in the AFC West. Jonathan Abram, you might remember him. He was the star of Hard Knocks. He was also a first-round draft pick out of Mississippi State for the Oakland Raiders. He is out for the rest of the season. 
It's Garen Conley. That's how you pronounce his name, right? The guy that left the stretcher on Monday Night Football. He obviously is not going to play in this game. And people on the text line are very concerned with Hunter Henry's health. You want to know how many catches Hunter Henry has had over the last two seasons? Not one, not, not one season. How many catches he's had over the last two NFL seasons? How many? Four. Because yeah, he was hurt all of last year. So he just hasn't been like so. Last year they won twelve games without Hunter Henry. They can still be. They good also had Tyrell Williams had, last year. Hunter, They've lost a lot of pass catchers. Henry now. had a good matchup last year with Derrick Johnson, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> he had a great matchup. I mean, he actually he, he actually had Derek the advantage Johnson. in that matchup. But yeah, the Hunter Henry. Like I understand you expected him to get back, but I mean, he just hasn't been such a part of their team. It's just hard to really kind of. Who's the Chargers' third best weapon offensively right now? Like Austin Eckler. He's not bad. He's not solid. great. He's fine. That's a problem, see that. The reason why I mention that is like we we can say that he doesn't matter for their offense. He does matter a lot. And now that he's out, I I do think that's a significant loss for them. Can we play that game for the Chiefs? Out of curiosity? I love games. I'm just saying, I mean, you said who's the third best option for? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that the Chiefs weapons are better than the Chargers op- weapons, but they got a really good number one option. Number two option's pretty solid, and they're struggling to find that third option. I think Austin Eckler's capable. It's like pro- that's kind of the same situation that Kansas City's in it's right probably now. Probably gonna be McCoy at this point. If you're really thinking about it, it's probably Travis Kelsey and Sammy 1A, 1B, whatever you want to go with, the way Sammy looked week one. And then Shady would be the choice for me next until McCole Hardman kind of comes into his own here. I don't disagree, Pete, but that's crazy because we've been talking about this team being on the cusp of the Super Bowl now for, I don't know, several months. And now we're talking about the third most important offensive weapon being a guy who they signed, what, less than a month ago. Like, you're right. I don't disagree. Now that I'm starting in order, you go, let's Kelsey one, even with the week Sammy Watkins had, Watkins two. Maybe you're right right now. It is LaShawn McCoy at three. I mean, it's not a bad option. I just think more than anything, kind of why I was pressing BK on his thing, it's now up for grabs. Like, your third option was Sammy Watkins, who, when healthy, is capable of going for 200 yards. Now, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge to find that, and if defenses are going to be able to take one of those guys out of the game, whether it's Kelsey or Watkins, and then force the other guys to beat you, there's just not a proven track record of guys that can done it. Demarcus Robinson, we've now given three and a half years. He's never proven he can do it. McCole Hardman obviously hasn't proven it at this level. Like They've got a lot of inexperience once you get past Kelsey and Watkins when it comes to pass catchers. You can't afford to lose Kelsey or Watkins. I mean, it, it is a simple thing to say, like, oh, you have to stay healthy in order to win in the National Football League. You're getting close now. Like, you need to, get, you need your offensive weapons if you're truly going to be this Legion of Zoom type deal. And I still think they can be that, like that, that powerful offensively. But if you lose Watkins or Kelsey, things start to get really interesting. I, uh, I tease to this. I want to get your answer on this. Who do you think is the biggest beneficiary of no Watkins, or excuse me, no Tyreek Hill, uh, excluding Kelsey and Watkins? Who do you think has, who do you think sees a spike in their production over the next couple of weeks? Not necessarily spike in production because I need to see something out of him in the regular season, but McCole Hardman, I, I just think his timeline for him having to be effective has just been sped up, uh, tremendously. I think they had a plan for him to try to be part of the offense. You know, by the middle of the year, by the end of the year, and now it's like you're thrown into the fire. And and we've all done stuff like this, even even in our everyday job. Not a, not that it's all the same, but how do you learn? How do you perform better? It's by getting thrown right into it. Like you're not going to learn how to do radio by practicing and not being on air. You have to just do it. And, and so same thing. I think it can help him, or you know, he could be burnt. And, and that's that's one of the underlying storylines of this game on Sunday. Let's move to the other side of the ball, P. What do you think about the Chiefs' defense? They were going up against not. A great offense. It went up against some guy named Gardner Minshew. Went twenty-two <laughs> of twenty-five. 
Frank Clark's name didn't get called a lot, at least for those yeah. of us who watch a game on CBS. Same thing with Tyron Matthew. Your overall thoughts on the Chiefs' defense. When I saw that Frank Clark was going up against, what was a third-string yeah. left tackle who was practicing at right guard, I expected four or five sacks. Now that changed because it's sort of a trend in the National Football League. It's just get the ball out. So Minshew comes in, and you're thinking, oh, he's going to be in trouble. But he was getting the ball out quick. And the Chiefs secondary, and when it comes to their cornerbacks, are not great. I mean, you can see where Charvarius Ward is just a little bit worse than everybody else. On the one uh, Foles touchdown, Kendall Fuller was right with DJ Chark. I mean, you need to make that play for sure. Uh, but I felt a little bit better about Kendall Fuller. Charvarius Ward looks like... Okay, you're watching the waiver wire. Aaron Colvin's available. Is he on a flight to Kansas City? Because he probably should be. I'm out on the. Aaron he stinks. Colvin. I'm out on it. I'm I mean, out. the Chiefs' secondary stinks, but that guy. I'm stinks saying. Too. I'm saying not. I'm saying not necessarily like a plane. Sign him up. I'm saying you should be taking a look and turning over every stone. They should be taking a look at every corner yeah. that becomes. That's what available. I'm saying. I'm not, not. I'm not saying sign him up. I don't know if Aaron Colvin's an upgrade over what they currently have. Like. That's how bad I think he might be. I, I don't know if he is an upgrade over the three corners you have right now, especially when you basically only really need him for three weeks because Mo Claiborne, and I'd much rather have Mo Claiborne than have Aaron Colvin. Yeah, yeah, and and they'll get him back in three weeks. Like, like I said, to me, uh, when you look at the Colvin cut, it does feel like a last straw type of thing. Like Bill O'Brien probably felt like, okay, that's it. I'm done, you know, at that point, which you have to take into consideration. But at the same time, again, you just have to look at everything right now because it is the biggest deficiency. And now that you lose Tyree Kill, there is a little bit less confidence. I'm not saying a tremendous amount, a little less confidence in the offense. And that means there's going to be a greater magnifying glass on the defense and then the secondary. Coming up in a little bit, we will go inside the mind of the machine. But first, we got rapid fire questions with Pete Sweeney. <laughs> Text line 69306. Hey, Pete, who or what is Veach creating cap space for? I think this is getting a little overblown, and that's just how I feel right now as far as things that are happening now. I think you want to have the room available for when that Week 8 trade deadline comes around, or if a team gives up a little bit before then, the Chiefs are ready to now make a move if the player they're targeting becomes available. Pete. Where is the most intriguing matchup this weekend, either offense or defense? Where do you think the Raiders have an edge, if anywhere? I'm finding a little trouble as to who's going to guard Tyrell Williams and Darren Waller uh, after seeing them on Monday Night Football. These two guys look like they are a number one wide receiver. And I would say, and that was only one look, a top 10 tight end in the NFL, potentially in Waller. I mean, this is a guy who had a lot of promise, got into some substance abuse. Uh, the Raiders found him, and he looked really, really good against the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos' defense is not what it once was, but you have to note that. And, and again, I, I just... I'm a little bit worried about that, the Chiefs. I mean, Darren Waller should have always have been claimed in your fantasy league, but after the Antonio Brown thing, if you didn't run to the waiver wire in your fantasy to click up, to pick up Darren Waller, you missed out. And just another quick point, because John Gruden has his guys, so they're going to be dialing up Josh Jacobs, Waller, Tyrell Williams. You're going to know who the Chiefs' defense is up against because Gruden runs plays for them. Text line 69306. Pete, does Tyreek being out even the field between the Chiefs and the Chargers? Actually, a good question. I'm not. I'm not so sure yet. Uh, I, I think it brings it a little bit closer. Obviously, uh, if Sammy Watkins and Travis Kelsey can stay healthy, and this Mahomes ankle isn't a real thing, this offense is still far superior to probably everyone else in the NFL except the New England Patriots. Last question here, Pete, and I'll get you out of this. Obviously, you are taking the Chiefs. Are you taking the Chiefs and the points? And I'm not saying that Oakland is going to win this game. 
I came away impressed in week one from Oakland from just the energy. The Oakland Raiders that we saw last year or a couple years ago would have absolutely crumbled in the midst of everything Antonio Brown. The fact that they rallied together to win that game showed me a lot about the fight of the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, I, I think there, there are going to be some drives like you saw on Monday night against this Chiefs defense, especially because the defense is still getting its feet under it where Oakland is driving down the field pretty quickly, especially in the opening script, and scoring on the Chiefs. Might be a, a game early on if into the first or second quarter, quarter. It might be closer than you think, but I think Again, I think the Chiefs ultimately pull away. I'm going to bet on the fact that Mahomes' ankle looks better on Sunday and Sammy Watkins can continue to do what he did last week. I would take the Chiefs. I think it's actually going to be closer than last week. Last week I thought it would be a complete blowout. I have this one more like a 37-27 type deal. That is my guy, Pete Sweeney. He is the editor-in-chief over at Arrowhead Pride. Is the best Chiefs website on all of the interwebs. Thanks a lot, Pete. Thanks, guys. Coming up in just a little bit, we'll go inside the mind of the machine. Next is The Drive. The Drive. 610 Sports Radio.